something about it just made me want to punch a baby. Warning for underage listeners. This is an adult-oriented podcast. There will be frequent references to kink, sex, crude language, and various other grotesqueries. If you're under 18 and looking for answers and upfront advice about sex, please visit scarletteen.com. Also, for the dude bro listeners out there, this is nerdy shit. Go away. Welcome to the Gotham Press Podcast. This is a verbal orgy about anything like the Grafenberg spot. The difference between Star Trek and Star Wars. The finer points of throwing a pair of floggers and just whatever the hell we find to talk about. That said, if you have a desire to learn these and many more kinktastic nergasms, stay tuned. I'm more titillated by what they don't reveal than what mm-hmm. they do reveal. So I don't know. So you like the nice packaging. Honestly, I, the problem with FetLife is that I, I feel like we should be recording. I'm not really a boob girl. And it's like everyone and their mother's got their boobs out. And it's like, I'm not really a boob girl. More of an ass lady? Yes. I mean, I, I mean I'm Latina. We, where it's all about the ass. I like asses and legs and thighs. Those are great. Greedy, what are you? I'm a ladies' man. have appreciation for ladies of all shapes and sizes, colors and creeds. I don't care as long as they are beautiful inside and out i appreciate Aww. that that's so retro bella is absolutely one of those ladies <laughs> yes also retro bella we are recording right now hey everybody <laughs> welcome to the gotham press this is awesome and we have greedy here who is just the most cuddly person in the world yes yes i i i am i am shedding off my winter weight and Hopefully it'll never come back again, but this, this glorious beard is coming in in its place. I swear it's beautiful. He cuddles his beard <laughs> nightly. No, no, no. I fondle my beard Oh, you nightly. fondle your beard nightly. Oh, beard. Oh, gosh. So, Greedy. <sighs> Gre- greedy. Greedy. <laughs> Calm yourself. So, Greedy, we have a guest tonight. Yes, we do. And guest, who are you? Hello, I'm Retro Bella. Hi there, Retro Bella. Retro Bella, so we know you from the local community, yes? Yes. And what is it that you've taken upon yourself to start up in the local community? I saw that there was a need for basically the leather community here in the Central Valley. All right. So you started up the San Joaquin Girls of Leather? Yes. All right. And how long has that been going on for? Um, We've been active since September. September of 20... Yeah, 2017. And since then, I've seen you've done quite a few events already, right? Like, yeah, we've we've started pretty... We haven't been around that long, but we've pretty much hit the ground running. I think a lot of that is because I definitely knew I wanted to do this. I just didn't know at the time how to go about it. So after talking to a lot of different people and getting a lot of different advices of <laughs> where to start, where not to start... Um, finally just kind of bit the bullet and just did it. And so it's been really nice. The community has been really appreciative and really welcoming. And um, I like it. Well, that's good. So tell us this. As far as the San Joaquin Girls of Leather, is it just, hey, you have to be a girl to get in? Or? First off, we allow all women of all kinds. So you don't have to be just a, a cisgendered woman. You can be a trans woman and we'll... Basically, as long as you're a female identifying, you're welcome as a girl of leather, number one. Number two, you have to have basically a service soul. To, you've got to have the, the, the desire to want to help your community. 
Um, once those two criteria are met, you're more than welcome to come in. Considering that that leather is so new here in the Central Valley, we don't even really demand that you are leather to begin with. In fact, a lot of our girls have been discovering their le their leather path being in our group. And I, you know, I'm kind of excited for that. I can see that. So speaking of that and as far as leather being new here, uh, the other day you were telling us that uh, you are spearheading a campaign to get a movie about leather shown in the area? Yes. I am trying to bring the film Tom of Finland here to town. If we can fund the showing, then mm -hmm. we'll be able to screen the film. All right. And what is Tom of Finland? Well, Tom of Finland is an artist who started back in World War II. He basically was an artist who started drawing basically very homoerotic depictions of men. And at the time, this was really unusual because gay men were sort of really viewed as sort of like sissy and effeminate and kind of like, you know, friend of Judy. Like, you know, like, you know, girls wouldn't feel intimidated by them. But this was this was something that was really, really different. So he was taking, um, you know, military garb and he was taking police garb and he was painting, not painting, but drawing these really gorgeous men. He started doing that um, right after, war, actually during World War II, started doing that afterwards. And then eventually he came to California and he tried to sell his, his drawings. And um, really it was in the 1970s when the sexual revolution here in California kind of boomed off. That's when it went, it exploded. Okay, I get that. I'm going to tell you this. From the description you were giving as far as what he was trying to depict in his artwork, mm -hmm. in my head also I was village people. <laughs> no, right. It was definitely the, well, okay, like the one guy in the village people, right? That yeah. that dude. Yeah. You know, that is sort of like a motorcycle image, right? Right. That came from that. Oh. You know, so, that came from that. So what so the current uh leather gay male community fed off of his artwork is that pretty what you're much, saying? yeah. They they took that initially as inspiration. Um, a lot of people, a lot of men who saw those images felt liberated. You know, it was the first time that they could see, you know, men who were assertive. Because at the time, you know, if you were gay, you were not very assertive. You were very just kind of effeminate. And so that was the ability to be freed. Okay. Reedy, you've been kind of quiet during this. I have. I've been listening. Um, I'm, I'm curious. Do you find uh, Tom, you said? Mm -hmm. what, what was his last name again? Oh wow, Tom I... of Finland. Well, that's just uh, his. That's, that's, that's just his. Pin oh, name. that's just the movie. Well, no, that's his pin name. Oh, okay. Um, his name actually, I should probably look that up. I I don't remember what it is, but sorry uh, to put you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, what 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 kind of what kind of artist would you compare his his work to? Well, I think like it's very sort of graphic novelly. It's okay. definitely very you know. Um, over accentuated very lifelike you know like the for example the chest is very exaggerated the butt's very exaggerated and like you know the waist is very skinny and stuff okay okay so he was he was kind of uh kind of impressionist if you will um <laughs> and you just heard awesome drop his phone on the table <laughs> oh wow and i cannot pronounce <laughs> i cannot can, can pronounce, i pronounce that name i cannot pronounce that name maybe you can pronounce the last name i'm <laughs> horrible at it we are going to try this oh gosh so we're going to try to pronounce tom of finland's name tuco leo laksonen 
Sounds right. Well, it's Finnish, <laughs> so of course. Yeah. You know, it's very hard. La Oxonin. <laughs> oh, my God. Here's what's going to happen. There are going to be many listeners that are going to message us back. It's pronounced this way. I hope oh, somebody does. I really do. And I feel extremely guilty that I cannot pronounce this last name correctly. Hey, no worries. We all learn somehow. Right. And that's kind of one of the, the big crux of the of the leather community is that you're constantly learning. Constantly learning. So what have you learned since you've started this? Started? The, the Simon King goes, since you started your leather journey, what have you learned? Oh, wow. Um, I definitely learned, well, I have been learning what the real meaning of speaking with integrity really means. And I think especially nowadays with the type of president that we have and the general tone of the way social media is, is that, you know, our words are kind of hollow. Our words don't really mean anything. But I know that when I'm in my leather communities, uh, you know, what people say really mean. They really mean what they say. Like mm-hmm. your word carries weight. And any person that you run into, you kind of start realizing it's like they carry what they say carries weight because they follow through. Okay. All right. So, and, you know, I've met some of the local leather men and women of this, of our community here in Bakersfield. I have to agree with that. That's kind of a lot of what they say is. Hey, leather holds you to a higher regard. It really does, yeah. yeah. You, you're held to a higher regard because so much of our history comes from military protocol. Because so many of our, of our earliest members in the leather community, they came from the military. So like, you know, for example, we've all heard the terms high protocol yeah. and all of that. Well, okay, that comes from that military generation. They were bringing all of their, um, like how to stand, how to walk, how to carry yourself, you know, commands. They were bringing all of that in. So I think, you know, a lot of, that's where we get a lot of those ideas from. Okay. Now, as far as leather, just in general, now you are the head, the creator of the local community. <laughs> Have you reached out to any of the other communities here in California, up north or down south at all? Um, Well, I actually got my start with the L.A. Girls of Leather. I saw what they were doing, and really that's where I got my inspiration to want to come and do it. The same thing here in the Valley. I haven't actually met anybody north, um, but I have been in like digital communication with chapters up north. But I have met other girls from... The LA chapter and the San Diego chapter, but um, and everybody was so supportive when they heard that we were going to do this here in the Central Valley because there's really nothing. And you know, I believe we were speaking of at the Munch this past weekend. Uh, are you and Shock Doc, former guest? He's probably going to come back more often. Oh, probably. Probably. We're talking about as far as bringing in educational people mm-hmm. from the leather, from the community. Female educators. Right. How was how did that come about? Well, the the way that got started was when I decided to start looking into the idea of leather. One of the uh, one of the ideas of leather is is that it's all about you know sort of fixing yourself and really digging deep of who you are. Part of a lot of the anger that I was carrying was that I felt sort of trapped here in the valley anger that you were carrying? Well, I think um, it it was sort of twofold. I think I was feeling um, very stifled in in the Central Valley. And a lot of that was because I was really actually a a dominant. I really wasn't a submissive. 
Okay. And I was um, just kind of getting frustrated that there wasn't a lot of LGBTQ people in in the community. And so part of that soul searching was, okay, you know what? I can't just keep complaining about what's not here. I need to be the change. Right. And so as I was venturing out into the leather communities and into the greater king communities, I would meet people and I would tell them where I'm from. And of course, they can't imagine that there's kink here. Because people hear hear Bakersfield and they're like, oh, that's that one place that Anne Heche got really crazy at, right? And I'm like, yes, (laughs) it is. And we have really cheap gas. So Comparatively. Comparatively. Well, because a gas in LA is ridiculous. But um, so anyways, I would tell them that we actually exist and that we're here and they actually just kind of started offering themselves up you know hey you know if you need help i will help you in any way that i can that, now that's really good to hear that people other other places like hey you want to start something we are more than happy to help you start this mm-hmm. it is really nice and it was humbling for me because especially going out into these larger cities i definitely feel like i'm the country mouse and they're the city mice. So um, it's humbling. It's humbling that they want to help. But you're learning how to be a city mouse comparatively. Um, yeah, I'm definitely getting out there more. And people are, are recognizing who, who I am and that we actually exist. So um, actually, when I went down to the San Diego Gay Pride and helped out in the leather realm down there over the summer, that's when I really started pushing and asking other female tops and dominants and educators who were sort of like fet life famous or and or famous in their communities if they were willing to to make the drive up because it is it's a five-hour drive and it's hard and you know i would just give them the the rundown it's like look we're a really small community it's pretty heteronormative here but we're very willing we're open and willing to learn and that's the important thing being willing to learn Mm-hmm. and open and willing to learn yeah a lot of women were very very receptive to it i i am curious about something a while back you had mm-hmm. you had a couple of women come up mm-hmm. uh, and do a blood play class right i'm curious of how how has how how did they what am i trying to say use your words greedy use your words <laughs> <laughs> thank you awesome i appreciate it um, what was their attitude when they went back to their communities? I mean, were, were they were they happy about what happened here, or? Uh, yeah, actually, they really felt very welcomed here. They really liked it here, and I remember speaking to um, it's uh, Neely and Kim, and um, I remember them. They both were saying that they would definitely come back for like a part two or even just to come visit. They really, they really liked the community here. They were, of course, as every other LA person is, they're like, oh my gosh, there's a community yeah. here. Really? <laughs> all, all I imagine is people from LA come up, oh, it's so quaint up here. Well, yeah, it's so quaint and it's so quiet. And um, I remember they both were super surprised because, you know, the, the, the play space here, it, it looks. Vanilla from the outside. It looks very vanilla from the outside. And you would never know until you come in. And especially coming from a large community like that where all play spaces are sort of public play spaces. Right. Public dungeons. Some of those dungeons, and I'm not going to name names, but some of those dungeons are pretty gross. Like just not very clean. So to come to here 
which is immaculate and beautiful and new, you know, it's it's impressive. Even at the old one, we try to keep it clean. <laughs> we try, we try, right. but uh, with with two guys living as the uh, no longer dungeon rats, but now dungeon dragons. dragons. Yeah. Oh, you leveled up. Yes, we leveled up. <laughs> yes. we leveled up hardcore. It was. <laughs> I mean, have you seen this oh, place? <laughs> well, no, it's beautiful. It's I love the energy that's in the new play space. I love that it's larger. I love that it's it's clean. And, yes. it, and more importantly, it smells clean. And, mm, and that's yes. what I... It makes me feel comfortable as a woman. I love not having cats pissing on everything. That That's just... You guys had cats in the old place? No, no, no. no. The, it was the, the, it was one the of the neighbors. neighbors. One of the neighbors. Oh, yeah. That's had one of the like neighbors had billion. over 30 cats. <laughs> like, no exaggeration. I counted 34. Oh, no. And they had kittens. They had oh, kittens God. multiple times. Just before we left, they had another batch of kittens. <sighs> At least one of them. Yeah, that sounds pretty miserable. Yeah. That's miserable. But we, we survived. We made it. Huh. Ironically, I heard that after we left, about a month after, the SPCA came and um, harvested several kittens, cats, <laughs> and had them spayed or neutered, and then released them back to the area. So hopefully, hopefully some good has been done. We can only hope that, though. I'm not going back to check. <laughs> Neither am I. Uh, oh, wait. Before we move on yes. um, about the Tom of Finland movie that's yes. going to be coming here. Um, yes, it's coming to Bakersfield. It is being sold on a pre-order basis. Mm-hmm. So it's critically important that you pre-order your ticket so that way we can fund and it can tip so that way it will actually be shown here in Bakersfield. And what I'll do is I'll get the information from you just to verify but I will have a link to Mm -hmm. where you can purchase tickets from Mm -hmm. on the podcast itself. I I will personally be buying 10. uh, Well, I've got got nine other people that are going so myself and nine of my friends and family are going as a group to see this. Oh, that makes me... (laughs) be really happy that's awesome okay so that's like what a fifth of the minimum yeah we need to sell 49 tickets and we already have nine sold in the first day well like like i told you before we started recording um, i'm going to be reaching out to the local lgbt community and i'm sure several people there would love to join in too i hope so um i look i'm not making any money off of the the screening for me it's more of a Hey, why don't you come come watch this movie, sit next to other kink people that you never knew existed in your community, and hopefully you're here and you find a home and you want to come back. So I'm actually kind of hoping that before the movie comes out that I'm going to get some flyers done, maybe one for our local community. Like, here's, here's our contact info, and mm-hmm. then another flyer for the Girls of Leather. And oh. I think that'd be great to hand out. Which that would. Which theater is it going to be? At Edwards Regal Cinemas. All right. So we know it's big name theater, not just a quote unquote local <laughs> mom well, and pop. Actually, you know, it's funny because they give you, uh, Gath Films gives you a, a list of all of the theaters in your area that are willing to show it. Oh. And so the options were Regal, mm-hmm. AMC, which okay. is a new one where you can drink and right. eat. <gasps> right. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well. Wait. Hold on. Hold your gas. It was uh, Regal, AMC, and um, what's that one behind the Valley Plaza? Oh. Uh, uh, reading. 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 Yeah. Reading. Right. Okay. It was those three, and um, each single one has a different minimum amount of tickets to have to to reserve. 
Oh. And and Regal just ended up being the one that was the least amount. It was they were they only required forty nine tickets to be sold to tip, and they were only be sold at nine ninety five. Um, everybody else wanted a larger cap, mm-hmm. you know, and and more. The Maya was not was not going to be one who was willing to show that movie. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I believe they're more of a local chain. Yeah, they are they? more of a local chain. More of a local chain. But. Yeah, they're they're family oriented and uh they they have their religious views. Yeah. I can I can see that being a thing. But um so yes, yeah, so if you were considering or want to do wanted to watch the movie, please pre-order your ticket. And come see this movie. Um, as of right now, there will not be any tickets sold at the ticket counter. It's all being done through pre-order. Everything's pre-order on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, just as we're speaking of mm-hmm. movies, just something I saw shortly before we started recording tonight. Um, did you ever see the '80s movie Clue? Yes. Uh, Greedy, you mm-hmm. said you had or had not. I have not. Greedy had not. Okay. <laughs> yes, Rachel Bell. Okay, I. I don't know. I don't know. You're talking about Ryan Reynolds being cast, right? Ryan Reynolds is producing it. He's producing it. Okay, I thought he was going to be in it. He is. He's producing and he's going to be acting in it. I don't know. I'm really... I mean, number one, he's hilarious. Uh, I I agree. He's hilarious. And I think his name and his face are going to definitely bring a lot of people to come see it. But I'm really... I don't know. I feel really nervous about him being in it. Like, I don't think he might, might not be good for it. Well, here's my thing. And I actually posted it up on the... uh Gotham Press Facebook page earlier. If not Ryan Reynolds, then who? And if if Ryan Reynolds, who would you like to see alongside him? Okay, remind me again what what is what is what is he being proposedly cast as? Uh, you know that is a very good question. Because I should probably know the answer. Please tell me he's going to be Miss Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Because that will, that, be will that will shape who I choose no, uh, as his replacement. The the article I was reading was saying they were thinking about having him, whoever Tim Curry's character was in the original The Butler, mm-hmm. have him do that role. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I could see that happening mm-hmm. for him. See, I didn't know what character he was going to be. I just heard that he was going to be in it. Right. I it's, think that could work for him because he's he. I can see him really camping that up. I can see him playing playing off of each char- each other actor. I could yes. see him playing every single character. Mm, I wouldn't say every single character. No, no. It's going to be like a parent trap thing. I mean, he's going to play uh, off his own jokes. You mean he's literally going to... He's it's going just going to be... It's a one-man show. Yes. A one-man movie. So really, you know, he's going to eat all the scenery. Uh-huh. It's just going to be all about him. Really. Watch watch Ryan Reynolds kill himself over and over and over. <laughs> Do you not like Ryan Reynolds, Greedy? Is that what which, you're telling me? I wonder which Reynolds it's going to be that's the killer. Which Reynolds? Wow. Well, man, he's not like a Keanu Reeves where he's only does the same, you know. You know, would be absolutely hilarious if, if at the end of the movie, he came out with his Deadpool mask. Uh, No, no, not for that. Not for that. Now, if they made like some sort of an end joke where they didn't actually, you know, focus in on it, just like have a Deadpool mask somewhere in the background or something like that. That I would find funny. No, no, no. 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 Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. No, like maybe Ryan Ryan Reynolds walks past some like katanas like hung on a wall. Oh yes, and he does like a eh, winky face. Yes, and that would be that would be adorable. Yes, that I could definitely because it's it's subtle, but you know what I mean. So yes, definitely in joke. (laughs) Only people that know of Deadpool. (laughs) 
But of course, nowadays everybody knows. Everybody Deadpool. knows Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say that they they should have the little uh, four inch action figure from the X Men. Oh God, God, no, not that no. one. No, uh, Nobody wants kinda, that. Kind of like kind of like the uh, the katanas, only in in like a, a GI Joe diorama. Have have little fucking Deadpool right there. No. <laughs> no. All right, Merc with no mouth. <laughs> and everybody cried or screamed, except for except for that Deadpool. He could do neither. So I apologize. I got us off track. With no, that. actually, that was a great, a great uh, off track comment. Okay. <laughs> All right. So as far as the San Joaquin Girls of Leather, mm-hmm. what is your current goal for things for this year? Um, right now, our current goal is to find a new community service project that we want to work on. Um, we had one in 2017 that we've already um, funded and we've already completed. So now it's just finding what, what the new community service project that we feel that we want to work on. Okay. And um, at the month, you were saying that you and your sergeant of arms mm-hmm. were working on uh, getting female... Um, Sanitary products. Sanitary products, thank you. Uh, out to the local community. Right. Uh, so did that already, did you already get that taken care of or well, are you still working on it? <clears throat> well, we still have not yet picked a date to where we can package. Um, okay, well, last year we were hosting a drive where, excuse me, we were asking the community to donate fe- uh, feminine hygiene products, whether that was tampons or maxi pads or what, or what have you. If you can donate them to us and then we were going to package them and hand them out to the homeless. We've since completed that, and now we're just trying to find a time where we can all agree to meet up together and just kind of package them, and then in turn give them to the homeless. Okay, and so now once that portion has been completed, are is that just a thing for last year, or is that going to be an ongoing thing for for you all? You know, that's actually a discussion that we would need to have in the group. Um, There are other chapters that have like one major, uh, not fundraiser, but one major uh, community project that Mm -hmm. they do all year round. Like, for example, the L.A. Girls of Leather, they do their backpack project, which they collect for all year. They basically told the trees for the, the homeless and they go out to Skid Row and they hand them out. That's their one thing that they do all year. I'm not entirely sure if we can manage a all year round um, community service project here in the Valley. I was thinking if we kind of split it up into a few, it, it would probably work out better. Okay. Because I know that as far as the local King community, mm-hmm. I know that we try to collect recycling things like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. for uh, baskets for uh, the Thanksgiving, Christmas holiday season. And those have been a real hit. Except that nobody talks about them after well we're talking about them now greedy true 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 see we have to be the change that we want to see oh you're learning (laughs) there you go i i I do my best it's almost like i've had a good impact on this guy's life oh don't believe it (laughs) i don't believe it not with that face face. yeah we know better punch baby (laughs) yes because as we all heard at the beginning of this greedy is a baby puncher okay well, maybe that could be something that we work on at some point this year where we just kind of st- uh, kind of help collect food so that way they can't be put into these baskets, maybe. That maybe, that, maybe that could be a thing. Ah, yeah. You know, we, we could do a collaboration. Yeah. That, would, that would be really awesome. A collabo. Dude. <laughs> a collabo. <laughs> and Greedy has a big shit-eating grin right now. Yeah. Yeah, turkey. As he 
sexually fondles himself on his beard. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know what they say. Beneath Chuck Norris's beard, there is not a chin. It's another chin. There is just another fist. It's another fist. Yes, under Greedy's beard, though, it's just a chin. <laughs> Why you gotta take away from my beard? Why you gotta hate? Because you have, you have such an immaculate beard, and I want nothing to do with it, but I'm gonna hate on you. Hater. <laughs> it's okay. It's uh, hater. Uh, you know, uh, if you really want to get back to him, you should just grow, grow a beard of your own. See, here's the problem. You see all this? This is as much as I get. I'm sorry. He's not kidding. Yeah, it, I've let it grow longer. I've longer, and this is still all that happens. Well, you know, a lot of trans men they put minoxidil on their face to uh, to hurry up the the facial hair growth. Maybe that can help for you. Possibly, mm. possibly. The problem is that uh, my girlfriend now she is not a fan of the beard. Oh, <laughs> so it's Mine like is. what? Mine is gives her something to hold on to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, no, I mean, I mean it like a scene. I mean it like a scene. Come on. Awkward. Wow. Oh, no, there's never an awkward here. It's just greedy. Uh, who else but greedy? Uh, please, anybody, anybody else. So we've talked about the San Joaquin Girls Live. So let's talk about you. How did you get into this whole kink world yourself? Oh, wow. Um... Wow. I think, honestly, it kind of started back when I was in high school and we had MTV and I saw, I know it's cliche, but I remember the Nine Inch Nails video for um, Closer. Mm -hmm. I just remember I I had never seen anything that looked like that. It was disturbing yet intriguing yet I want to go to there moment. And um, I remember with a friend of mine, we were recording uh, videos on VHS tapes because the family that I was staying at the time Mm -hmm. had cable and had really great cable. I remember Mm -hmm. they had really shitty cable. And so Mm -hmm. I would tape, I would tape videos and videos and then like, you know, pass tape over and then they would watch it and pass tape back. And I remember I recorded that video and I remember their reaction was, um, that's really weird. Why did you do that? I said, I don't know. It's just like really good. (laughs) Real quick. For our younger listeners, VHS was something that was around a long time ago, way before your DVRs and your Blu-rays. It's it's what is what all that came from. Ancient. Um, so anyway, so that was that, and um, you know, I just I had kind of kept an eye on the not the local kink community, but I just kept my eye on kink in general for a little bit. And it wasn't until I was dating somebody and they were a member of the local kink community. Okay. And so they were just kind of like, you know, if you feel like you'd want to come to like a munch, then, you know, I'd, I'd bring you. And it took a while. It took a few months for me to feel comfortable enough to come. And then eventually I came and I never left. Came and then came and came again. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually I came and I, and I never left. And um, I spent a lot of time as a submissive. And, um, you know, I just never really found a, a, a top or a dominant that kind of just clicked. And I think the real reason why that just didn't really happen, I think because, I, well, number one, I was a 
horrendous brat, number one. But I think a lot of my bratisms were really just manifestations of me just tampering down who he really was, which is I, I'm, you know, I'm a dominant. You're dominant. And so here I am now. You got better. <laughs> I got better. Um, yes, I got better. I did a lot of soul searching and I'm very happy with my life right now. This is good. We like to hear that. Thanks. A little bit of soul searching is a very good thing. It is. Um, I've been in a self-imposed bubble for about eight months and came out about three months ago. But um, it was really well, it was, it was well needed. That bubble gave me the power and the drive to jump in my car and make the hour and 45 drive down south to go to North Hollywood and, you know, go to a gay leather bar and go to, you know, LA girl, girls of leather meetings and go to, and to go to clubs at night. And that gave me the courage to jump in my car and drive five hours down south to San Diego and meet brand new people who I never met before my entire life and you know it just it was it was good it was good we like to hear that we do absolutely i think we keep saying that we like to hear that we do (laughs) um i'm gonna have to start a counter for that too oh please don't please don't (laughs) well i mean you know it's good you you do get happy hearing good stories because i think so many people who come to kink because they're broken or they're they're looking for something, and I think we want to hear good stories. I wouldn't say broken. I'd say they don't know what they are at that point. They know they're they know that they're in a situation that they can't quite figure out, and so they come looking around for what is what do I need to make this work for me? Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't generalize uh, the the entire group as broken. Uh, no, that's what I'm oh saying. no no, I'm not saying that the entire group is broken okay. oh, but no, no. i think okay. I, I think kink communities tend to attract a lot of broken oh. individuals because a lot of people want that very strong strong dominant or top to sort of mold their lives and to give them give them kind Pur- of purpose well not necessarily purpose but a lot of people want mile markers for their lives a lot of people have lives of chaos that they need help with and a lot of people find the freedom in that through being dominated. I can get behind that. Greedy is that what your mistress does for you? Among other things. Many other things. So many things. All right, we need to step step out this greedy's going into that space. (laughs) Eyes are glossing over. Big Cheshire cat grin, of course. Yeah. Um, And then somehow, this this is the danger of living with greedy. Is that sometimes I walk in and I don't want to see that. Uh, <laughs> Luckily, I haven't had that here yet. Right. But. Yet. I, I, I live in fear every day. Save awesome. Wow. I'm glad I have my own house. Brought to you, brought to you by the Society to Save Awesome. <laughs> There's one member in that society. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Greedy. Yes. You're a great person. You know that, right? I do. You do? I do. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, back to more important people. Yes. Hi, Bella. Hi. <laughs> uh, so how are you enjoying your initial podcasting experience? Good so far? Uh, you know, I'm having a really good time. It's not as nerve-wracking as I thought it was going to be. Um, hopefully, I sound okay. 
that kind of sound. I'm like I know, like I know what I'm doing. Hopefully, uh, does she not sound like that? <laughs> no, she she sounds like this all the time. She uh, sounds like she knows what she's doing. If I, if I may, if I may listen to the podcasts, you'll you'll get a good idea how you sound. Because oh, wow. it, it totally rocked my world to hear right. myself on a podcast. Right. I don't sound like this in here. You know what? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, like sometimes you'll listen like. Who is that confident person that, that they're talking to? Wait, that's me? <laughs> yeah. You shut your mouth, Bruce. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> All right. So with that, was there anything else as far as the San Joaquin Girls of Leather that you wanted to maybe promote or speak up on, anything like that? That we welcome everybody. You know, if you were ever curious about what we're all about, we welcome anybody to the meetings. You don't have to be leather to join. You don't even have to be submissive. Actually, there are several chapters around California that have several members who aren't in any kink community at all. They, they just really like community service. Okay. Um, so we welcome all. And if you were ever interested, just find one of our events and, and please come and, come and join us. Speaking of finding events, where can they find you at? Maybe online or something like that? Well, you can find me on Facebook. And as Retro Bella. You can also find me on FetLife as Retro, Retro Bella. Bella. All right. Is there a uh, centralized San Joaquin Girls of Leather website or profile on maybe FetLife or anything like that? We do have a profile of a San Joaquin Girls of Leather profile page on FetLife, and we do not have one on Facebook yet. There seems to be a concern about privacy issues about having one on, on Facebook. I can understand that. That might make people very nervous. Well, I think, you know, people people can be jerks. And I, mm-hmm. and there seems to be a little bit more protection on FetLife because not everybody knows what FetLife is. Right. But everyone knows what Facebook is. Everybody knows everyone what Facebook knows is. Everyone knows what Facebook is. Everyone knows what Facebook is, how to get on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Not everybody knows much about FetLife. That's true. Which is both good and bad at the same time. It's like, not everybody knows it, so you would do well here. Come to us. But it's very like, no, you, you, you don't know. You stay away. You stay back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if only there was a way to vet out all the creepers. Uh. You know, I don't think that there's any way to really vet them out. The only thing that we can do as a community is really embolden our, and strengthen our our own people in our own communities to be able to make better choices. Yeah. Granted, people are going to make the choices that they're going to make. But I think if we could empower some of, for example, the submissives, then, um, you know, it would be to their benefit. My thing is, this, even if the creepers get in, my idea is educate them. Try to, right. I don't want to say fix them, but try to let them, show them the error of their ways so they can fix themselves. Right. Well, it's hard. I yes. think when you are an individual who hasn't had, for example, affection in a long time, hasn't had play in a long time, hasn't been in a relationship for a long time, a charming narcissist can look like a really good idea. Yeah. A charming fuckboy can look like a really good idea. And I think when you are literally starving on multiple different levels, a fast food experience seems like a good idea as opposed to just waiting for a fine meal. I can understand that. Good analogy. Very good analogy. Well, I meant I like to eat, so. (laughs) (laughs) Foodies of the world. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Well, so with that, I think this has reached natural land. I think so. All this right. feels about so, right. This feels good. All right, so before we officially end, uh, Greedy, any final thoughts? I haven't had a glass of scotch tonight. You drunk. No, no. I haven't had a glass. Well, no, I had one last night. Okay, I don't need to have one tonight. Yeah, I think I'm going to skip tonight. <gasps> He's not drinking. You heard it here first, folks. He is not scotchy scotch scotch tonight. Folks? Folks. Yeah, yeah, you know, okay, I'd like to point out, since since the episode, <laughs> the New Year's Eve episode that we recorded, yes, when I had a glass of scotch until last night, which was the, what, 22nd, when uh, I had yes. a glass of scotch. Well, more importantly, was it a rocks glass of scotch, or was it a, a um, like a big, uh, <laughs> a big tumbler full of scotch. No, yeah. it was it was a rocks glass right. with an ice wedge frozen into it. Alrighty then. Did we and, take a picture uh, of that? Yeah. Did yeah, we I, did we post it anywhere? I think it's on Fed. Okay. Show to show off your your cool glass. <laughs> yeah, it, it is pretty cool, but it, it it's very nice. It makes like a like a little ramp for the scotch to come down to your mouth and. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because no. all I can think about is Anchorman. That's exactly what we were going for last time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely not a habit. It's something I enjoy yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. Unlike uh, unlike so many people that I know, I can quit anytime I want to. I just don't want to. <laughs> Uh, this is the official statement. No, Greedy is not an alcoholic. He just likes alcohol. If it just didn't taste so damn good, he would right? drink it. <laughs> for, for alcoholics out there that are struggling with it, I totally feel for you, and I totally respect you for the struggle you're in, but that is not a struggle that I'm in. So, Good luck. Best of luck. All right. uh, Retro Bella, any final thoughts? Thanks for having me. I had a really good time. I'm glad you had a great time as well. Thank you for being had. Uh, uh, <laughs> see, I walked into that shit. <laughs> phrasing? phrasing? Phrasing. 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 All right. And this is awesome, as usual. Um, I'm glad you all listened. Thanks for uh, joining us here in the Gotham Press Podcast. Uh, don't break your toys. And have, be- have fun and be kinky. Babies are not for punching.